Welcome to the Authors Who Lead podcast. This podcast is dedicated to you, people who want to be inspired by authors, leaders, and the messages they share. This is such an important podcast to us because we help uncover what goes on behind the scenes when authors are writing their book. We talk about the process. We talk about where they get big ideas, and you can listen in on those conversations. We can't wait for you to join us, so let's get started. There's no such thing as writer's block. When I first heard that, I thought, this must not be advice from a writer. Because it seems so easy that writing and writer's block go together. Feels like everyone's talked about having writer's block at one time or another. But what's really true is that writer's block is something that you invent in your head. You don't really have it. You don't have writer's block just like a plumber doesn't get plumber's block or a hairdresser block or a welder's block. None of that happens to them because it isn't something that happens to you. If you're a writer who's been writing at any length or trying to write like I did for 24 years, trying to write a book or a screenplay or even a novel, a partial novel, nothing seemed to get done. And I always chalked it up to having writer's block. It wasn't until I published my first book in 30 days that I realized those 24 years that I thought I had writer's block was more about me not understanding what writing really is. In today's episode, it's just me, and I'm going to talk about why writer's block isn't something you need to worry about anymore, and how you can get rid of it for good. The first thing I want you to understand is that writer's block is something that you have more control over than you think. We're going to talk about how you can do that, why it's important, and why being a writer matters today more than ever. So many of us, probably listening to the show, want to be writers, or maybe we want to publish our next book, but we find ourselves stalling. We find ourselves in a place of discomfort. Well, I'm here to tell you about that discomfort and why you need that discomfort in order to be a writer. I have a small post-it sitting on my desk that says, I am an author. And I have to read it to myself multiple times, sometimes in a day, so I don't forget that these feelings that I have is actually what it feels like to be an author. So the good news is the feeling that you have that you're being blocked or stuck or can't get it out of you. Those are all signs that you are an author. Authors have always had this challenge. It's come up time and time again from the most successful authors to the brand new authors that it feels like nothing's coming out. So where does this come from? If writer's block isn't real, what is it really made of? Well, think of it this way. Writer's block tends to be from the fact that you have too much to say and not too little. Meaning you probably have a lot on your mind and you have so many things you want to get out on the page that it just seems to be stuck, like dripping. The analogy I offer to tell my clients is that when you're writing a book, it seems logical that if I open up the computer to a blank document or a page in my notebook, I should be able to just have the words come out of my head through the pen or through the computer and onto the page. But it always seems like it trickles, even when I have lots to say. Well, it's because you have lots to say that it trickles. But it's not because of the words or the ideas that are too much is because your beliefs and identity around those things are blocking the funnel. Now, why do I call it blocking the funnel? Well, just imagine. Imagine you have a bottle where your goal is to pour the liquid into the bottle, and you think, well, why don't I get a funnel? That'll make it easier. And I'll just pour the liquid into the bottle using this funnel. Well, isn't that what writing should feel like? I have this blank page. I want it to be a book. I have ideas. I'm just going to write them and they should go on to the page. But can you imagine if you had a bottle 
with a funnel on it and you start to pour in all the liquid. And slowly as the funnel fills up, only drops of water start to trickle down into the bottle. Well, after a while, you'll keep pouring ideas or liquid into the bottle and it starts to overflow on the top, get messy, get everywhere, and still very little is dripping in. That's oftentimes what I notice from writers is they have so much to say and they're working so hard and yet very little results. But the thing you need to do with that funnel is look inside. Often in times that funnel, there are these little ideas, thoughts, things that get stuck in the funnel. And oftentimes that funnel can be large. Maybe you've gotten a bigger funnel thinking, you know what? I need to buy a different writing program. I need to get these other books about writing. I need to take this course. And that's what I call getting a bigger funnel. Thinking if I just get a large enough funnel, I'll just keep pouring and eventually the drips will make it. And that could be true, but it would be kind of absurd to have a funnel the size of a car to fill a bottle that's really small, like a Coke bottle. But that's what I observed me, myself doing over the years is just thinking I might need a better software or I need a, I need a better place to write or I need a better, I need a better genre. I need to change my idea, right? Those are just creating a larger funnel. But what's happening is inside that funnel, if you look in there, they're filled with these tiny clear marbles that look just like water or the liquid you're pouring into the bottle. So you don't notice them. So you look in the funnel, you think, gosh, it should be flowing. Why isn't it working? Why do I have this writer's block? When in fact, you don't have a block of writing at all. You have a idea block, meaning all the things you're thinking about writing are keeping you from writing and you need to empty the funnel. Metaphorically, if you imagine taking that funnel, no matter how large it was and emptied it, meaning got rid of all the things that were keeping it clogged and you put it back on, you should be able to write. And that's really the idea of overcoming writer's block. Too many writers think that they're going to solve their problem by not thinking through what's causing the blockage. And I don't want you to think this way. And it's totally not your fault. And I've said this before on this podcast is as a English teacher, as a professor in university, as a principal in education for 25 years, what I've observed was that writing isn't hard at all. And technically, it's just one word after the other. But it becomes difficult when we start to put pressure on ourselves. And where did the pressure start? Typically, it started in school. Not everybody had this experience. Some of us loved English class, were really good at it, and we just loved showing up and turning in the papers we were assigned. But I wouldn't say that's the majority of us. The majority of us dreaded writing papers for school. Even though we were given the assignment sometimes weeks in advance, sometimes even months, we would dreadly dreadedly put it off until the very last night, sometimes staying up all night. You know, in college, the all-nighter was very popular, but people did high school too, where they just avoided it so much that they did everything they could to avoid writing until it was just too late. They had to do it. If that's you and that's your experience, a lot of it was created by the fact that we were trained not to be writers, but rather to be editors in school. Now, what do I mean? Well, you could say that all the grammar, all the punctuation study, all the ways in which we analyze books, Maybe that's an editor's brain. But really, it's the fact that you were given a task, an assignment that you were supposed to give to somebody, your teacher or TA, and they're going to give you a grade. So you're constantly worried about what will be the outcome of this paper. What grade will I get? Will it affect my future? Will I get a bad mark? Will I take this class over? We were worried about those things, the end of the line, things that happen out of your control. So we started stressing about it. Now, maybe we can chalk it up to I didn't know how to ride. I'm not very good at it. And that might be true too. However, more than likely, you trained your brain to edit out anything that kept you from getting a good grade. If you're an A student or even an A plus student, you're like, what's the grade or what's the rubric I need to follow? What's the 
plan that I need to, to stay at if I want to get an A. If I'm a B student, I think about getting a B and a C, maybe just passing. What do I have to turn in the bare minimum to pass? Well, that's an editor brain. Basically, you're editing out any opportunity that you could possibly not get the grade you want. So you're editing for an audience, this audience, usually a single person, a teacher, so that you would get the grade you want. And that's all you ever did. How do I get this edited to a place where I can get it to that person? Rarely did someone sit there in the class go, what What does this matter? Why am I writing this? What's my purpose? What's my outcome? What do I want this to do for me? No, those weren't the thoughts we had, but those are a thought of a writer, an author. They're thinking about the impact they want to make. What really matters to them? What do they care about? What do they know? What do they are passionate about? What can they say that, that their unique experience allows them to say that others can't say? That's what writers do. They show up on the page with really unique ideas and perspectives. But that's not how we got rewarded. We're rewarded for doing exactly what we're told to do and delivering the paper that met the criteria of the teacher. We edited ourselves out of our own way so that we could get the grade we want. Fast forward to now, being a writer. We edit everything we write. Maybe you do this for social, when you're typing or email, or even a text. We type, 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 delete, delete, delete. Type, 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 delete, delete, delete. We're constantly editing out what's good, what's bad. And I'm not talking about being a good writer and proofing your reading. That's not it. I'm saying we're judging our writing before we even put it out there. What will they think? Will this be any good? What if I get terrible reviews? No, what if no one likes this? What if no one buys this? In fact, worse, what if they buy it and they think it's terrible? We're constantly using our editor brain to do things that we can't control, which is determine whether or not people like this. We have no control over whether or not someone likes our book or if they enjoy it. That is not in our control. So we got to stop doing that. Writer's block will go away the moment you stop worrying about the outcome. Now, I know you're saying, look, if I don't worry about the outcome, how will it be any good? We'll talk about that in just a minute, but I want to start to switch your brain in a different direction. That writer's block comes from you doing something I call future-driven. By future-driven, I mean you start thinking about the future, what will happen if. And when you live in the future, you will constantly forever be editing out any hopes of being made fun of, isolated, getting a bad grade, right? These are all training we've received. So you have to work really hard to not worry about what people will think or quote, what grade you'll get, what review you'll get, etc. So you got to really think like this. I want you to realize there is no such thing as writer's block. I'm creating the block. My funnel's full of beliefs that I have about my writing and not about how I write. So I want you to live in this present moment, not in the future, no future tripping about what if this is any good, because you have no control over that. And now a lot of times I worry about that too. I'm not telling you these things because I've figured it all out. I'm telling you it's because I've observed them in myself and all the clients I've coached over the years is that future tripping always causes a problem for writers. And it sounds like writer's block, which is I stood, stood there, I couldn't write, I didn't know what to say. And it sounds like when they tell me what it sounds like to them, it sounds like, this is really terrible. Like, this, this really sucks. Like, I think I'll just start over. Those kinds of things. If you've said those things, that's the disguise of writer's block. If you haven't called it that, that's probably what it is. And more than likely, it's because your brain's filled with things. The funnel's filled with things that have nothing to do with writing. The only thing that should go into the funnel are things that produce more writing. Now, if you're living in this present moment, you're not future tripping, then why is it still hard? Why are the things so difficult? Well, there's something I want to share with you. One of my writing clients and a wonderful podcaster and YouTuber, Ali Abdal, has said to me often, some of the things that truly changed his life when he became a creator was 
realizing there's only two sets of things when you're a creator to worry about. Things in your control and things outside of your control. If it's outside of your control, then there's no need to worry about it. There's nothing you can do. Now, they could be disguised and sound similar, that some things in your control seem like you have the impact it should to make something different. So let me, let me give you an example here. Here's something outside of your control. I want to become a number one bestseller, a New York Times bestseller, uh, an Amazon bestseller, all these things. Well, you're not in charge of the list. In fact, you're not even in charge of buying the books. That's up to readers. I mean, you technically can't buy all the books to become a bestseller. That would be gaming the system. It's not allowed. But even if you could, you're not in control of the list or who becomes a bestseller. So don't try to think about being a bestseller or even being number one or even being good. Being good means people like it, care about it, talk about it, give it a good review. That's not in your control either. You're not in charge if they leave a good review or not. You're only in charge of the things you can do. What's in your control? So what's in your control? Writing 500 words a day is in your control. Now, I tell myself to write 500 bad words so I don't even have to give myself the pressure of writing good words. That's one of the ways. Now, something outside of your control might be, I want to write a best-selling book. I just want it to have awards and like be recognized. Well, you're not in charge of who gets those awards, and nor can you decide even if they select you. You can apply for an award. You could even be nominated for an award, but you can't decide if you win. But you can decide, uh, today I'm going to write a list of five titles for my book, and then I'll choose one. That's in your control. Whether or not it's an award-winning book is not up to you. Another example, I want to write a book that everyone loves, that people just love and leave me great reviews. Well, that's great. I'm glad you want to write a book that people love. I want you to. In fact, that's a belief I have is to try to do that. But you don't have control over whether or not people think it's good. You do have control over editing a chapter, for example. That's in your control to make it better. Now, lastly, maybe you want to get an agent or get a publisher or something like that. And you have no control if someone says yes to you. You do have control over hitting publish to do it self-published or to find out how you can find a publisher that will work with you by researching, sending emails, query letters, but you can't make them work with you. You can only be in charge of what you're in control of. All the things that are inside the funnel will keep you from writing if you're not careful. So I want you to realize that sometimes we create writer's block with things that have nothing to do with writing. In fact, most of the time when my writers get stuck and they tell me, look, I sat down to write and nothing would come out. I say, nothing? You mean your brain just went blank? Yeah. I said, I bet you it's not blank. I bet you it's completely full. And that's what's causing the problem. So if that's happening to you, one of the things you can do is sit down, open up that document or that page in the journal where you intended to write and write about what's in your head. So for example, if what's in your head is, oh my gosh, this is probably the worst idea. I don't think I should have started this book. I shouldn't tell people I was going to write a book because now I have to. And now it's going to be bad. They're going to expect it to be good. You hear the logic? See where I'm going? This sounds like something you might say. It's definitely something I've said to myself. That's when you start to create writer's block. So I want you to let that go. Observe those thoughts on the page. Say them out loud to yourself as you write. Just show yourself. Read, read back to yourself what you wrote. And that's writing. That counts. That's solving the problem with the solution, which is writing. Don't worry if the words aren't going to go towards your book or it's not as important. I don't want to just journal. Yeah, but if you see your head, what's in your head, and stop thinking in your mind and start thinking on the page, you'll start to observe this. And some of what I notice is this is how you empty the funnel. You just let the, the words process themselves as you get them out of your head. 
And then you start realizing, well, that's ridiculous. I'm just kind of spinning out of control here. And then you can return to writing words. Now, it might be slow at first, but you can train yourself to, to make your way through these writing blocks or the perceived writing blocks by emptying your, your head. Now, that, if you empty that funnel and you're still stuck, then you got to ask some critical question, which is, why am I writing this book anyways? Is it because I want to be famous? There's a lot of other ways to become famous than writing a book. Not that you shouldn't write a book to be famous, but just remind yourself, if that's my goal, there's probably other ways. Maybe your goal is to help build your business, so you want to attract the ideal reader. That's an important and great goal. So remind yourself of how much you're serving people by writing to them, providing them information, insight. That's a noble reason. Let that motivate you to empty your funnel. Maybe your why is that you want to leave a legacy for your kids. You want them to be able to see the life that you had. That's a great purpose. So think about them. Don't think about whether or not it's good or bad. Constantly let yourself off the hook. You aren't going to be a best-selling writer right out the gate. And if you are, what a bonus. But it isn't something you should worry about because you can't control it. Always remember that when you have a block, it's usually made up. It's not real. It gets stuck in your head. And if you can do that with your writing, you can find your way through any block that you have. As long as you don't forget that the things in the funnel prevent you from writing just as much as not, quote, having good ideas. Most people I find have great ideas. They just talk themselves in and out of all those ideas all the time. And worse, they start sharing those ideas with other people. And either they affirm, that's a great idea. Or they tell you, "Mm, that's not so good. Both those things could be really harmful. And let me tell you why. I've shared this before, but if you're just listening, you may not know this. So I was asked at a conference by a very famous writer named Dan Rohn, who wrote the New York Times bestselling book, Back in the Napkin and many others, had asked me what I was working on. And I told him I had a book idea. When I told him about my idea, he was so excited. He thought, that's a best-selling book. I have to introduce you to my agent. That's probably a new writer's dream. Oh my gosh. Introduced to an agent of a best-selling author. Well, unfortunately, what I did with that information, rather than empty my funnel and say, oh, yeah, that's great. That's good information. I'll put it over here. I latched onto it and I couldn't write a thing because it always felt like I would never measure up to the expectation of a New York Times bestselling author and his introduction to his agent. So you know what I did? I wrote that book and I discarded it. I wrote it again and I didn't think it was good enough. And the truth was, I think I started writing a bad book so that I would never have to turn it in. It wasn't until I started really working on what I wanted to say and not worry about what other people think that I was actually able to get through some of those blocks. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is that book could have been helping lots of people for lots of years. Instead, it's been four years in draft and draft and drafts, not because it was hard to write, but because I was living in my head, not on the page. I'm so close to being done with that book. I'm so excited to share that with you. I'll talk more about that book and how I'm writing it and what I'm doing to promote it. But I want to let you know that good you know, advice or opinions or praise for your book before it's written is just as hard to deal with as the challenging ones. Because sometimes people can give you negative feedback and that can burst your bubble too. But so can the good feedback. So be cautious. Don't, don't let those things clog the funnel. If either of those things, praise or critique show up, empty the funnel and move right along. If you get stuck, process on the page what's in your mind, why you're stuck, and then jump right back on the saddle. We really want you to do well. I know for me that writing a book has changed and transformed my life. I know it can change and transform yours. You are meant to write this book. You've been thinking about it. Maybe you're even working on it. I want to encourage you, if you've put it down, to get back up, empty the funnel, and return to the page. 
because you got this. This is your time. This is your time to write a book and you can do it. We have so many great things coming around in our community here can help you, help you get confidence, help you know with certainty that this book is meant for you and how you can actually help get your book out into the world. This membership is something we're excited about. We're going to be talking more about it here in the coming episodes because we want all of you to not just let this idea die inside of a hard drive or on a notebook the way I did for so many years, but to finally get it out of your head. And once you do, you feel so incredibly proud because you finally did the thing you said you wanted to do. I'll leave you with this. In 2008, the New York Times quoted that people in North America, 81% of them said they had a book inside of them, but only 3% ever finished a manuscript. And of those 3%, only 30% actually ever hit publish, meaning they got it out into the world. We're talking a very small fraction of 1% that actually ever hit publish. And even though it might seem like lots of people writing books, it's really not as easy as it sounds because when you get down to it, you can easily get clogged in the funnel and never get the book out of you. This is your year. Well, this is to your writing success. I look forward to hearing from you. Please reach out, go to authorswholead.com, learn about our programs, and join me on Instagram. Do you like Instagram? I love Instagram. If you want to tell me about your book idea, you can always go to Sul Taronis. That's my Instagram handle. And leave me a note. Tell me about it. Tell me what you're working on. I'm really excited to hear from you. And I'm grateful that you're here. And anytime you leave a review, please make it honest because we always want to make this show about being transparent. We'll do better if we're not perfect. But we also love to hear what really gets you excited about listening to a podcast like this, inspired by those of you who write books. To the next time, I'm Asul Tronis. Write that book. Thank you for listening again to another episode of Authors Who Lead. We appreciate you being here, and we hope you subscribe so you get this delivered to your device every week. And if you haven't left us a review, please do so. It really helps. And if you have a book in your heart, you've been wanting to write a book, please go to authorswholead.com and join us on this journey of becoming a published author.